to everybody for that. Um, that is good stuff. And I um, want to tell you, too, following this, I don't know if I said it clearly, in the lobby, there will be uh, punch cookies kind of things as, as we meet and greet Chris and his family. Um, so, so, parents, I want to ask you, have you ever walked into your house and you thought you knew what you were coming home to? And it turns out the kids have run through the joint or the dog like a tornado. Ever felt like that? Anyone ever have that happen? Or you come home and your kids are cooking? And yeah, I mean, uh, daily, yes. And, and, and I bring this up because sometimes when the inmates are left to run the asylum, things can go sideways. And because some of the books that I read about spiritual gifts... Um, from God's kids, it's almost like we live in a culture, in a society that has treated the Lord like he doesn't, he's not resonant and present on the earth anymore. And so um, in his stead, there's a lot of garbage out there. There's a lot of tornadic activity when it talks about his presence, when it talks about his gifts, when it talks about his movement and his plan on the earth. There's loads of bad theology out there. There's stuff that focuses on the presence with a T, like the gifts of God more than the presence of God. Or like I said, there's whole, there's, there's whole denominations that don't even believe that the Lord is moving on the earth. And we look in so many pockets and we see the church functioning more like a tornado than a mighty wind. And I think... There's, there's been a huge collection of things that I think have really damaged what God originally intended for his church to be like. And I think when we put the emphasis either too much on the wrong thing, um, we can get an unmitigated disaster. It's like kind of like there's, there's, there's some movements where there's been um, either like charismania or there's been cessationism that believes everything stopped. And as you've heard us talk about, one of, our, one of our values in this movement of churches, we are part of uh, uh, the Vineyard Global, Vineyard USA also, is we are on a quest for the radical middle. We wanna be heavenly minded and earthly good. But we also, also believe and we look in our country and we see how the church is shrinking. And we believe a lot of it can be attributed to people's lack of belief or lack of welcomeness or lack of expectation of serving a God that can do things that we can't do. That there's this thing called cessationism and it's squelched the gifts and there's this dispensationalism that kind of talks about, well, almost God, like he's this God of the Old Testament of like there was a dispensation for a king, there was this dispensation for a judge, this dispensation for creation, this dispensation for the first church age, like, oh, well, there was a time and place for that and it's no more and now we had just have the Father-Son Bible. And the Bible's all we need. Church services in the Bible are all we need. And so we have a book and we have a building and we wonder why God is maybe looking in his kitchen when he came home and his church looks like an unmitigated disaster. It's an unmitigated disaster because God wants to give his gifts to his kids, but some of them are using it to injure people or to control people, manipulate people, 
Or some people, we're sitting on the most powerful latent thing that we have, and we're just hiding it under a bowl. The thing that lights us up is the presence of Jesus in us. Christ in us, Paul says, is the hope of glory. Say, look at the person next to you. Say, Christ in you is the hope of glory. And you've heard me talk about before, there is no plan B. We are the plan. But we have to be open to a God who can, will, and wants to do things that we can't. Today we're going to talk about spiritual gifts. And for some people this might be a scary topic, a new topic, an old topic, whatever. But um, we are in this series with lots of other uh, vineyard churches called Empowered. And it's a series that we're doing from um, Easter to Pentecost. It's 50 days. Where it was from Passover. From, um, from Passover um, to Pentecost. And Pentecost is the Shavuot. Say Shavuot. Shavuot. Or Shavuot however you want to say it, um, it's, it's a holiday today that commemorates the single most important events in Israel history, which was the giving of the Torah. The giving of the Torah was uh, like commemorated 50 years or 50 days after the Passover. So there was this time, there was this giving that God gave this incredible gift to people in a supernatural way where Moses went up, Moses lit up, Moses just came down and he was holding stones etched by the finger of God to give oracles to people of how to be the people who moved his plan forward on the earth. And we see that that the Bible is not just a random book. There is loads of pattern in the scripture. And we see Jesus, just like Moses went up on the mountain and received these things. There's these things of when we go up of the thing like kind of closest to the sun or closest to the glory. Like when, um, you know, Eden was described kind of as a mount. um, Noah at the end of the flood, top Ararat, a mount. Moses received the tablets on a mount. Elijah, one of the greatest displays in the whole Bible of God's power was on a mount. And then Jesus went up on the mountain all night to pray. And he came down and the Holy Spirit nuked him, fell on him, fell on his people later on. So after the Pesach, which was the Passover, was the Shavuot, which was the uh, Pentecost. And Pentecost is really the time that... um, the Jews celebrated for God giving of his gifts to his people. It was a pilgrim, one of the three major pilgrim festivals in the Bible. And and Christians, as I said, that just like God had that pattern in the Old Testament where the Jews were supposed to celebrate 50 days after Passover, Jesus was the Passover lamb. The sin, the... the, the, uh, He was, Jesus was the lamb who took away the sin of the world. He was the scapegoat that bore our sins. And he died during Passover. Raised to life 50 days later, guess what happens in Acts chapter 2? Acts chapter 1, Acts chapter 2, they're praying, praying, praying. The house shakes. Peter gets up in the oak of Moses, delivers the oracle preaches a sermon of repentance 
and people yell out, what must I do to get saved? And see, I think that a lot of times that there's this convolution that like salvation is God's greatest gift to us, but it's not his only gift to us. He has other gifts that he wants to be part of the package. It's like imagine buying the house and only getting the kitchen. I think that's what we've settled for a lot in our like, Christian experiences. We bought the house, we got the house, and we just take the kitchen or the den or maybe the unfinished basement or we take the deck and we don't live in the rest of the house and God has the rest of the house for us that's the gifts of the Spirit. And so this thing, this Jewish celebration was about God's goodness to share with his children. And God's okay with some of the unmitigated disaster. God's okay with the bad interpretation, but he would rather us not stay there. Just like you would hope when you come home, you don't kill your kids or, you know, send in the firing squad or like, you know, you don't, you know, like unleash like a hornet's nest on them or something. Maybe they feel like it, but, but you don't want them to stay there. You hope they learn from it and they grow because you have more for them. You have more for them than just cooking and then a disaster. It's the whole house. It's the whole experience. And that's what Jesus has for us, I believe. That the Lord um, is, we want to celebrate all God does, not just salvation. Because the gifts actually help us to live as Christ. Salvation helps us to come to Christ, but the gift of the Holy Spirit is how we begin to live as Christ. Does that make sense? It's Christ in us is the hope of glory. Christ in us, and that's where he gives his gifts. And I think why there's such confusion, why there's such disparity on it is because Satan wants a weak, ineffective, and spiritually dead church. Really, do you know your will... Do you know the, in, the intellect of other people, the inventions of man, none of them can hold, a, uh, can hold a candle to what the enemy can do. So God didn't want to leave his children anymore to fight fire with fire. Do you remember? God took his presence away with Adam and Eve, and the rest of the time was the law and certain dispensations trying to get it straight. But then we learn in John, but that now this thing was happening that's already happened where he'll give a spirit without limit. There wouldn't be dispensations anymore. But Satan again comes and dupes over and over, like, did he really say that? Were those gifts really for the church for all time? Is that really what he means? Isn't that kind of weird? Isn't that gonna be kind of strange? Like, isn't praying for healing, uh, isn't that kind of weird, wouldn't you? And, and there's this stuff, like, like the enemy, I believe, has worked really hard to squelch, quell, or confuse the gifts. Because there's also a whole sex of the church that I have said, I feel like they put the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable, where they tend to love the gifts more than the giver. And the gifts are not in and of themselves, they're, they're useless. Do you know, apart from God, like the gifts don't matter much, because we'll just take those and mess them up just as much if we don't believe in the gifts. But what I believe Jesus has for his church is he has a both and. He wants us to have great minds and great hearts. He wants us to have great orthodoxy, the way we think, and he wants us to have great ortho 
praxy the way we practice, the way we do things. And there's this thing that um, I, I think there's a lot of people that try to analyze the gifts without experiencing them. So we have people that write whole volumes that have never laid their hand on a sick person, that have never cast out a demonic spirit, that have never prayed in another tongue, have never interpreted, they've never heard God speak to them, but they can write volumes about the gifts of the spirit or why they're goofy. There's been whole conferences talking about the strange fire and talking about this thing. There was a strange fire incident in the Old Testament where people misused authority and God sent this fire to consume them. And they've talked about charismatic movements like we're this strange fire. And there's all this talk. It's almost like how we follow celebrities. We follow celebrities on Instagram, on Twitter, or on the news. And we act like we know Matt Damon because we've watched The Born Identity or I Bought a Zoo. We act like we know Scarlett Johansson because we're big fans of The Black Widow. And a lot of people know a lot about things, but they have no experience. No experience. And God has great experiences for us. And they're not meant just for experiences in and of themselves, but so people can know him. Do you know that the gifts, the spiritual gifts of God, do you know God can do in five minutes what most of us can never pull off in a lifetime? Do you know a word of knowledge can cut through the fog where you might be witnessing to someone for 20 years and God will give you a fresh rhema word for someone, like a, there's a logos word, which is spoken, which is the finite, and then the rhema, which is kind of the perpetually spoken. God will give a rhema word and in five minutes can just tear down the whole citadel of someone's heart because he knew something you didn't. He knew something only he knew that they knew, but you didn't, and God can bust through that thing like, it ain't no thing but a chicken wing on a string from Burger King. Like, Jesus can do that. Or someone's sick and they need healing and their heart's really resistant to God. And Jesus can bring healing and one second can just burst forth. There was a young man years ago, years ago in our, uh, in our student ministry uh, back in Kansas City. Jason was born deaf. And Jason, um, just his sister came, and his, his little sister was very open to what Jesus was doing, but he didn't, like he wasn't, but Jason did, just didn't have many friends. Jason was a great teller of terrible mama jokes. He would make up mama jokes that were maybe the worst in history, but they were so bad they were funny. And um, so me and Jason, I, I have a, a deep love of mama jokes. And so, um, you know, just, so we would, we would do mama jokes. And... You know, and just things like your mama's so ugly, she stuck her face in dough and made monster cookies. Like, you know, and just, that just engendered his heart to me. And so we would tell mama jokes, but he started coming to our student ministry, and I'd always talked to him about Jesus, and, but he wanted nothing to do with it. He just wanted to come, he'd kind of roam around, and Jason was deaf, and I would constantly ask him, Can we pray for you? He's like, No, I don't want you to pray for me. And he wouldn't, he wouldn't let us, but for some reason he kept orbiting around, and this went on for over a year. Well, one time at our student camp, he gets really sick. I don't know what happened, if he got food poisoning or a stomach bug, something came on him, he's just doubled over, 
like just doubled over in such pain. I mean, he was just hurting. And one of the students said, can we pray for you? He's like, please. And we're praying for him. I'm just like, screw it. I'm gonna pray for his ears too. Grant, Jason's born deaf, goes to a deaf school, double hearing aid, um, you know, like the whole bit. And we're praying for him. And I just said, Jesus, heal his stomach. And I just pray for Jason's ears and command healing to come in Jesus' name. That's all it was. And he sits up like he's Michael J. Fox on Back to the Future, like, Dad, no. It's like, Earth Angel. Like, you know, he's like, when he's coming back to life, and he sits up, he's like, I feel great. My stomach's fine. He gets up. I'm like, wow, that's cool. And we're in this building, and it's probably these, like, it's almost like a bunker. These are like the crappiest cabins ever. But um, on the other side, it's probably 30 to 40 feet away from me. And he's getting ready for bed. And I said sometimes, like, I was like, Jason, how? I'm like, how are you feeling? I'm feeling good. But then I noticed he's got his hearing aids in his hands. And I said, Jason, how are you feeling? He's like, I'm feeling good. Jason, how are you feeling? Feeling good. And I said, Jason, how are you feeling? He goes, dude, I'm good. And I was like, do you realize you don't have your hearing aids in your hand? I mean, you don't have your hearing aids in your ear? And he looks at me. And right there, Jason gives his life to Jesus. Yeah. And then the story gets better. The story gets better. Um, A couple weeks later, I get a call from his very angry mom and from a very angry school board person who brings me in to this um, deaf, I don't know if it's a deaf program or deaf school, I can't remember all the details, but like Jason's not wearing his hearing aids and he's coming to school. We need you to tell him to wear those. And I'm like, no. Can he, is he hearing you? They're like, well, yeah, but he needs to wear his hearing aids in this deaf school. And I'm like, uh, okay. And they're like, well, why don't you come talk to us and like just about Jason and you can maybe convince him to wear these again. And I'm thinking like, I'm gonna come talk to you, but it ain't gonna be to convince Jason. And, and we're sitting there and I just, and they wouldn't, they wouldn't believe it. I'm like, but he's sitting here talking without hearing aids and listening to you and he can hear. And I was like, why don't, we, why don't we shelve this conversation and why don't you do a hearing test on Jason and we'll come back and talk about it. They're like, oh, we will do that. <laughs> well, I get called back and they said, hey, can you come next, whatever? And I'm like, sure. And they're like, well, we don't know how to tell you, but here's his old hearing test. Here's one, 40 times better now. So I got to talk to this whole school board about Jesus. Like, they're like, how did you do this? I'm like, I didn't do it, but Jesus did. Well, I'm like, because he loves him and he loves every one of you. And it was just able to be amazing. Just like Jesus did that. I never would have had that opportunity without taking a risk and being persistent. And I think one of the most important things about gifts is we have to be willing to to take risks because we believe in the vineyard that faith is spelled R-I-S-K. And we have to be willing to be persistent. Because Jesus said, in Luke, he said, he said, um, though of you being evil, he said, if your kids ask you for a uh, fish, you're not gonna give them a snake. Or if they ask you for a piece of bread, you're not gonna give them a rock to eat. He said, those of you, though being evil, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? And I think we don't have because we don't ask. 
I think a lot of times we just don't have because we don't ask, maybe out of confusion, maybe out of fear, maybe we've been taught wrong, or maybe we've just seen it done the wrong way. Like I know I was so averse to um, tongues and laying on of hands for a long time because honestly, I, I met some real weirdos who were really abusive and I got saved in the church and they talked about speaking in tongues before they talked about being baptized in water, which is backwards. Because not everyone speaks in tongues, but everyone's supposed to be baptized in water when they give their lives to Jesus. So there was the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable and it was a turnoff. Because I was an academic guy and I, um, you know, academia and I just learned these systems of systematic theology and these subsets and I'm just like, okay, I, I've got some grid for it but it was just so weird and it was put in such a bad package that I didn't want to receive the gift. Anyone ever been given a gift in a really crummy package? That's what I learned at first. But then God started to wow me and woo me and um, it just, one day I started praying in the spirit. And I started seeing that it wasn't just this weird blab grab language of like, I didn't like, oh, I don't know Indian, now I do, like, or I don't know Farsi, now I do. Now sometimes it happens, but there was also this gift of prayer where I didn't know what to pray in the spirit the high priest Jesus who constantly makes intercession for us begins to pray through us. Like this glacia, this tongue that he gives us isn't just one way or the other. And a lot of times God's gifts aren't just one way or the other. It's not like if I pray for someone and they don't get healed, I didn't have faith, they don't have faith, or that there was no gifting there ever. Or maybe I pray for people and they get healed, or you know what I mean? It's just like, it's not always just a one way or the other. It's just gifts God wants to give to his kids. I know a guy who's never spoken in tongues before or since in his life, but he prayed for a guy. I was talking to a guy, shared the gospel with him in an Indian language that's not written or spoken by really many white people and just said, I've got this, does this mean anything to you? And tells the guy the gospel in Navajo. Never spoke Navajo. And the guy gets saved, goes back. He's a chief, leads people to Christ. The guy never spoke in tongues, either a prayer language or another language before or since. So gifts are sometimes for a moment or sometimes for a lifetime, but Paul tells us to eagerly seek them and receive them. So some of this might be unnerving, might be weird. Theologically, this might be out the bo outside the box or you don't have a grid of understanding. But you know what? Our mind's not his mind. Our ways aren't his ways. There's gonna be things that if you wanna be part of the kingdom, that if I wanna be part of the kingdom, that we have to accept are maybe beyond our ability to control or understand or even do. But God can do things we can't and he wants to give gifts to us. Do you know God wants to use you in amazing ways to impact the world? You're his plan. You're his plan. So he wants to give his nature, his power, his love to us to flow through us to bless other people. And Father Nash, the man, the priest who was the um, discipler of Charles Finney said, what is gained in intercession must be kept by intercession. We gotta pray for these things. We gotta ask God. Sometimes wear them out. Are there things that you need? That, you, that breakthrough is only gonna come one of a couple ways and it's gotta be him. Sometimes we don't have simply because we don't ask. We won't 
and can't receive because we don't or won't believe. And I'm not saying that every time you're sick and don't get healed is because of you didn't believe. I'm not saying that, but there are some times and some things that maybe if we had a little more tenacity and fervor, we might see if we were open to it. Because I've, I've prayed for, I bet, well over, I don't know how many hundreds of deaf people. And I've maybe seen 20 get healed. But what about the other 180, 380, whatever, however many I prayed for. I, I, I don't know why God does what he does, but I'll tell you what, when he does it, it is off the chain. Like, dude, when you pray for someone or you like give someone a word and God just does something, you don't have to know what it is and Jesus just does it. When you're just available, it's amazing the sense of partnership you start to sense in what he's doing. And so we want to be a church that's open to the gifts. Now, we don't want to obsess in the gifts. We don't want to major in the minors. Gifts are not a major thing in and of themselves. The Holy Spirit is a major, but the Holy Spirit doesn't just give us the gifts to heal. It doesn't just give us the gift of revelation. He also gives us like the power to live differently than we used to live. We've made so much of salvation, so little of sanctification, but the other side of the coin, the two parts of grace is that one, Jesus died, but the Holy Spirit helped him raise, and we received that for salvation, that Jesus is the only way. But the other side of, of grace, the gift of the Holy Spirit is we were powerless to do anything ourselves. Now with the Spirit, where we couldn't obey before, now we can obey. So some of us spend loads of years spinning our wheels in addiction, in isolation, in depression, in mental illness. There's some of these things, and I'm not saying every time we feel those, it's a demonic thing or it's something God's gonna lift. But a lot of times it is. And there's things if we would tap into God's spirit, he would do things that we couldn't do that maybe we struggle with our whole life that we could get free of in five minutes. Amen. He does it. And like I said, I'm not saying that, that if someone's got a you know, mental illness or this condition or whatever, I'm not saying that it's always that. But there's times that it is too, and I'm not gonna underdo that to not hurt some people's feelings. Okay, there are, there are things God can do and there are times where I languish in certain things because God is letting me learn things and he's trying to break me of other things. But there's other times where I just languish in things because of fear and unbelief or um, that I just don't know. So I don't know how all that works, but we wanna be people that can embrace the tension of the radical middle and live in both ends. So I'm gonna pray for everyone I see with mental illness or physical condition or these things like heaven wants to come. Because I'm not God and I don't know and I'm okay being wrong. I'm okay looking like a fool. As John Wimber once said, I'm a fool for Christ. Who's fool are you? Like I would rather look foolish in love. Because I've never had someone that got mad that I prayed for them to be healed of depression or healed of a broken arm or healed of cancer. They never got mad. Usually it's thankfulness. But how many people are missing out on an opportunity to understand the love of God and the power of God and the grace of God just because our best moves are some tracks we can write or a Bible study? The church is led with the wrong moves. God did not give the Bible first. Do you know that? He gave the Spirit first. The Bible wasn't complete till several years after Pentecost. And I'm not minimizing 
the Bible, because really, like the Bible is our anchor. We wanna be anchored in the word and walk in the spirit. And knowing these pages really well will help you navigate things and kind of uh, veer away from like cuckoo land. There are some cuckoo churches that are really weird. You've heard me say this before. Listen, the Holy Spirit's weird enough. Leave your weird at home. But, you know, God's, God sometimes does things that we just can't comprehend or can't quantify. We don't have to do our own weird, like, you know, gyrations or add-ons or sayings or isms. Just let the Holy Spirit do what he does. And I don't think it has to be a circus, but it's meant to be a blessing. And so as we, as we um, kind of wind down, um, you know, the purpose of spiritual gifts are to glorify God. Yes. It's to bring people to himself. It's to glorify himself and to bless his children and to lead people to a knowledge and understanding of his goodness. It says, now there's a variety of gifts, but the same spirit. There's a variety of ministries in the same Lord. There are a variety of effects, but the same God who works all things and all persons. But to each one is given a manifestation of the spirit for the common good. 1 Corinthians 12, four through seven. And we want to be people of the presence. But this is why discipleship is so important because sometimes giving people the Holy Spirit without any discipleship or any word is like, is like giving a Tommy gun to a three-year-old. They got all the power, they got fingers, they got the trigger, but they got no aim and it's mass carnage. We look all over our country and we see school shootings. We see mall shootings, we see bombings, we see lots of people with the power, but they have no training, they have no authority, they have nothing to tether them to reality. And so the gifts, apart from discipleship, apart from the family of faith, can be disastrous. And we wanna be people that are responsible with the gifts God gives us. And as my son's football coach says, Andrew DiDonato at Grove City uh, College, he says, each of us needs all of us. In this stuff, there's no Lone Ranger. You don't have some special gift no one has. Okay, you do not. You don't have some special oracle. You don't have some special knowledge. You don't have some special dispensation no one's ever had. No, God's made all of us special. He's made all of us individual. We're all part of the body and we're all different parts. But I encourage you never to think that you're alone or you're supposed to go off or you have something no one else has. Each of us needs all of us and the gifts function the best in the body of Christ. Jesus sent them out two by twos. So what I wanna do is I wanna pray today that um, about the gifts. Maybe you want spiritual gifts. Because I said, we believe in the vineyard that these are a key component of who we are as a people, that we are people of the presence. The thing that sets us apart, that makes us different, is not just that we're saved, but that Jesus' spirit fills us. As Paul talks about in Romans 8, those who have the spirit of Christ are the sons and daughters of Christ. The thing that makes us different is that stamp. Just like when the spirit descended on Jesus, that this is my son, whom I love, with him I'm well pleased, when the Spirit enters our hearts in the waters of baptism, that 
it comes into us and it sets us apart for the work, for the wills, for the ways of God. So we want to pray for people to receive gifts today. And I want to encourage you, if you receive something today you've never had, go practice it in your house group. Don't practice it alone. Go practice it in your house group. Go do mission. If you get a word, pray for someone in your house group. That's why these are so fundamental because they're so important because they're our key missional and discipling vehicle to help people learn to grow up in Christ and to gather people into Christ. And we believe that does, happens best in the form of a spiritual family that's walking in the fullness of the power and the presence and the word of God. So who would like to receive some maybe spiritual gifts you don't have today? And I can't make you any promises, but I know sometimes when I pray, he does things. So if you don't get it, don't kill me or be mad. And if, maybe pray more. Maybe today is just a start. Or maybe if you get it, don't praise me either. I didn't give it to you. I was just a conduit that if the Lord gave that to you that he was moving through, okay? So I'm, I'm not some talisman. I'm not some, you know, um, David Blaine. I'm just a dude that is in love with Jesus and I'm just trying to do this stuff. And just like he shared with me, I wanna share with you. So I just, I'm gonna ask everyone to stand up. Stand up, Holly, if you can. If you can't, stay in your seat. He can work standing up or sitting. Um, and we're just gonna put our hands out. Just gonna put our hands out in a posture to receive a gift. And I'm gonna say three words with a comma, and you say it the same way. After I say it, we're gonna say it again together. We're just gonna say, come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. Lord, would you let your fresh wind and fire, would tongues of fire fall on people? Tongues, Lord, interpretation of tongues fall on your body today. Lord, tremendous gifts of hospitality fall on people today. Gifts of healing, gifts of discernment, gifts of words of knowledge, a prophetic, would you let fall on your people today? Would you let gifts of miracles, gifts of faith, words of knowledge fall on your body today, Lord? Gifts of, pre gifts, gifts of preaching, gifts of teaching, gifts of evangelism. Gifts of compassion fall on your people today. We ask you to come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit, fall on this place. Bring new revelation to people that they've never had. Give a new understanding. We ask for freedom. We ask for healing. We ask for breakthrough. We ask for power. We ask for love. Where we have cold love and cold hearts, Lord, would you give us your love? Holy Spirit, today, would you give us the gift of falling in love with Jesus more? Holy Spirit, would you help us come close to the Father? Holy Spirit, would you help us see our sins? Holy Spirit, would you help us see our great need? Would you help us to see the poverty in the world? Would you help us to care, Holy Spirit? Would you help us where maybe our marriages or our relationships or our parenting or our relationship with our parents, would you turn our hearts back to the people we love, Lord, in Christ? Where there's bitter hearts, we ask for breakthrough, Holy Spirit. We ask for gifts, for a full dispensation of your gifts today on this church. And Lord, just like any other team we would be part of, we're not gonna be very good at the game or very good at the team if we don't practice. Let us be a church that practices your presence. Like Brother Lawrence and Frank Laubach, Lord, in the game of minutes, let your spirit be close to us. 
Would you let us practice your presence throughout the week? I, I, I release you. Go pray for the sick this week. I release you in your prayer time. Open up your tongue and speak in tongues. I release you this week to go in compassion. Where maybe the word, is there, someone, is there some, a couple people here where, man, like no matter how hard you try to read the Bible, it's just frustrating. You can't get through a chapter. You can't understand it. Yeah, a couple of you here. Lord, I just, I just ask for revelatory breakthrough for my sisters and brothers today. And that might seem like a generic word, but that's for someone. And sometimes God gives us things really generic and gets more specific. But Lord, would you just give breakthrough for people? For people, um, I just feel like maybe there's some people like just really even struggling. Is heaven real? Is hell real? Is there all this is? Would you give them revelation and breakthrough today? People that are struggling with their gender, with their identity, Lord, would you give them breakthrough today to help them see who you are clearly and who they are clearly in you? People that are struggling with um, physical and chemical addictions, would you give breakthrough today, Holy Spirit? People maybe struggle with stuttering tongues. I just pray you'd loose their tongues. People that can't stop looking at their problems, would you just give them the gift of seeing who they really are in you and really who other people are. Other people are not our enemy. The enemy is our enemy. Personal God, would you pour out your wisdom and revelation and power on us today? We thank you, Lord, that you give us, that you give good gifts to your children and you long to. And some of us just don't have because we don't ask. So Spirit of God, would you release the wind on this place today? And that next week, this place would be full. We'd have people standing in the parking lot, Lord, just like Peter on that Pentecost Sunday. People were saying, what do I do to be saved? Because your church went with your power, with your purpose, with your presence to do your plan to redeem people for your heart. So we bless you. We praise you. We receive what you have for us today. King Jesus We love you and we bless you. It's in your mighty and powerful name we pray, amen. amen. Well, hey, if you're here for the first time, we have gift bags for you. We'd love for you to receive those. We'd love you to receive our new friends and family, Chris, Angel, Harris, and their people. And um, if you want prayer for healing or anything today, our prayer teams would love to pray for you. But also, hook your mom up today. Even if you're mad at her or you're far from her, she brought you here and she deserves your love and respect. In Jesus' name, amen.